Welcome, everyone, to the MetSpa Accelerator podcast brought to you by Cast Clinical Consulting and Everable Marketing, the go-to resource to learn the latest hacks and the best practices for marketing and growing a profitable medical aesthetics practice. I'm your host, Luis Trevino, and I'm joined today with our co-host, Cassie Craig. Hey guys, and welcome to the MedSpa Accelerator podcast. Today we are honored to have uh, Molly DeVries, and she is coming to us from Castle Rock, Colorado, and Orenda MedSpa. Molly, you were telling me you've been in business for about a year now, so just give me like a recap, kind of intro, bio, who are you, and, um, and then we'll get going. Okay, well thanks for having me on your show. I'm super excited. I'm a big fan. Um, I have been a nurse for over 20 years and I first started off in infertility. Um, I was an infertility nurse for over 12 years. And after I had my kids, I decided I kind of went in for Botox one day and I kind of stumbled into the aesthetics world. And, um, I started working in aesthetics for a few years and I went off on my own and started my own med spa about a year ago. And so now about one year to the day, we are expanding and buying a building here in the heart of Castle Rock and um, hiring staff and expanding and it's gotten great. Fantastic, I feel you, oh, I feel you. <laughs> I um, you know, I just, I just finished this similar kind of project and so it was, it took about a year. Um, and I am finally to the place where I'm like, yay. So just hang in there. You know when the going gets tough, but congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, what's your competition like in Castle Rock, Colorado? You know, there is quite a bit of med spas popping up as of recently, a lot. Um, a lot of little boutique spaces that like really specialize in injections. Here's my, um, my theory. I think that we're in a market that is so, so young. Um, this is just really in its infancy. So we're seeing there's not a standardization yet. There's no board overseeing yes. this type of medicine. So you see, and I was actually talking to a, a client about this uh, yesterday. She was treated somewhere. And just you see this vast difference in treatment protocols, in uh, results, in techniques, right. all of that, because there's really nothing governing us yet yet and that's good and bad right it's great um it's great when it's good and it's really bad when it's bad um but i think that knowing that in any market your competition doesn't mean everybody like everybody who sells botox in your market might not be your competition because if you're anything like me i'm working on selling special specialized products specialties rather than commodities and treating aesthetics like commodities and grouponing and all of that those people, I think you'll see start just kind of falling off the map um, as the industry grows and gets more standardizations. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. It's my, that's my silver lining there. You see them pop up, but <laughs> 10 years will tell, tell the tale. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, Molly. And, and I mean, I think what, you know, obviously one of the main reasons why I want to bring you on, like, I mean, we've spoken before, we got, got to learn a little bit more about your practice and, you know, obviously you're opening up a bigger location just because of, you know, you howling, you having to deal with the amount of, you know, work and people that want to come and see you because you are an expert at what you do. You know what I mean? Like you get amazing results. And so one of the, uh, in addition to that, you know, I really wanted to bring you on to the podcast today because, um, you know, you've gone through it, you know, it, it's your one year in, you're fresh, you're about to opening up a bigger location, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people in our group that are, 
like uh, I want to say a year, a, a year from where you are now, like a year after, mm -hmm. I mean, that's our year. I, I don't yeah, know. you're the testimony. <laughs> you're other people's after Yeah, you know, and so there's a lot of people that want to open up their business. Yeah. They're, you know, they 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 have a similar kind of background as you, right? They don't know when's the time to do it. Uh, they don't know what they need to watch out for. They're very in that process. Mm -hmm. So I would really love to, you know, for you to give us your insight and Cassie. I mean, I know you you're opening this. up your second Changing location. Changing perspective. So. I love this. I was having a client do it the other day. It's like in your mind, you're in your your results place. You're in your before picture and you're always trying to shoot for that thing, that results thing, that after picture. But when other people meet you, you are there at, you're there, what they're shooting for right now as yeah. you struggle through whatever you're struggling through. So it's so important to share where you are in the journey because there's people who are two steps behind okay. and the people yeah. who are two steps ahead of you start engaging too and helping you along. So yes. Yeah. And I want you to, if you can just shine a light on this part of what I'm sure you've been through, because it's something that's popped up in my own business a few times lately. I have recently hired a nurse injector and I have a physician who injects and an RN. And it's interesting as I listen to call recordings, how my staff is, um, is handling, you know, when people, the objection, I want a doctor to do my injections and there's no sense behind it. There's no real reason. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where you got to educate your market. People who have experience might not be MDs. So kind of shine a light on that too, because I know we have a lot of people in the group who are not yeah. MDs, but are the, the primary care provider in the practice. And so that I think um, people will connect with. Yeah. Well, I got started a year ago where I was working at a med spa and I was getting a learning the the business, I was getting a lot of feedback uh, from the trainer who was training me in the field of, you know, make sure you do a head to toe assessment and tell them anything and everything that's wrong with them and never make friends with your clients, um, make it always professional. And going off on my own, I found that freedom that being my authentic self has totally blossomed my business. I mean, I think that's what people are really attracted to. They like the soothing nature of when they walk into my office and it's not sterile, it's not stark. And then I'm, I, I know I like, I love a lot of physicians. A lot of them are like warm and friendly. And like what you said, Cassie, is that, you know, why do people sometimes go to physicians and why do some people go to a med spa? And being an RN, I think I just have naturally that caring, um, want to please take care of people, nurture them. And so when they come in for injections, I do everything to make them comfortable with their injections so they don't feel any pain or discomfort. When I think that maybe some doctors are more pressed for time and so they need to pump them in and pump them out. And it's, you know, I take a lot more time with consulting. Yeah. Right. I think, um, I think that that's so important because it's like, I hear my own staff, like somebody will just ask the question, is the injector a doctor? And I hear my staff become apologetic almost for the RN. And it's like, you know, like it's, it's just a place, an area of opportunity for education. Um, because there are many people who are, you know, top injectors who are not, you know, have never been an MD, plastic surgeons. That's, that's the best. You know, I get my, I get my injectables, my non-surgical aesthetics from the surgeon. I'm like, why does that, why would that make any sense? The surgeon does surgery. 
uh, non-surgical aesthetics. So it's, it's about educating the market, but I think you're right. Like that, that connection, people feel authenticity. If you go to work in the morning and you like what you do, people want to do business with that. And it is like, people don't think, you know how they say your kids can feel the mood that you're in? Well, I think yeah. the whole world can feel it. If you get in a room that's small enough for just a moment, people can feel what kind of mood you're in. And so um, I find that your, you know, estheticians and nurses and um, those mid, mid-level providers, physicians, assistants often don't feel that rush and pressure. And like you're saying, have that bedside manner that makes people want to do more, makes people want to come back. And I've been telling my staff, um, it's not about getting it right. Like as for me, when I work with medical professionals and I'm a patient, I, the people who I keep on my care team are the people who I know I can call if there's a problem and they'll, they won't wait till the end of the week to get back to me. It's the people I know who care. It's not like the pressure is on you to get it right the first time. Um, because if you trust your provider, then it's okay. You know that they're going to walk with you through whatever happens. Right. And I feel like giving a lot of my clients, my cell phone number makes them feel comfortable. They feel taken care of and they feel that I'm never going to abandon them as if like after hours, if they have an issue or a question that, and I think that also helps litigation too. Like if people feel abandoned in this, yeah. in this industry, you're yeah. more open to litigation. That's exactly it. I've had like, um, like cool sculpting, uh, specialists turnover with staff and people will come in for their 30, 60, 90 day follow-up and they have results, but maybe they're not, you know, overwhelming or whatever. When they look in the mirror and they say, I'm not happy, it's often not because of the results, it's because the person who started, who they connected with, dropped them and they feel abandonment. And ten, seven, ten thousand $10,000 in, like, where's the girl who I thought was gonna be with me to the end of this? So yeah, I, you're nail on the head. This is a perspectives game and it's 100% perspective. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's good. And so Molly, tell us like for, so for how long were you working with the other Mets ball that you were in? Uh, and sorry. Yeah. Oh, was- for about two years, I did a bunch of um, trainings and got a lot of advanced certificate certifications and I was getting really great results. And I, you know, when I was working in the field, I knew I was severely underpaid <laughs> and that's when I knew I, I just give people the, um, know your worth in this industry because it runs the gamut of pay all over the board of um, where you could be paid. So know your worth, like what's your training? What's your um, background? What is your experience like? And know your worth because I was willing to put in a couple of years and be severely underpaid to get to know the industry because it was my passion. I loved it. I didn't care at that point. But when I knew that I had a good following of clients and they loved me and they loved the results they were getting, then I was like, you know what? I need to take a different path here. Yeah. 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 Tell me about that moment, that decision moment for yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. This is, the, this is the key, guys. Like all people who I've ever met who have done something amazing. And I think everybody's got their spectrum, like the most amazing and least amazing thing they've ever done. But people, celebrities, um, athletes, record-breaking people. I ask everybody I meet this question because you hear the similarity. So tell me yours, Molly. Yeah, it was kind of shocking and scary, but I just came to that realization where I was doing some market research online and I was like, wow, I'm really not making a lot here. And it just kind of hit in my head and I was like, you know, I could do this. I really could. And I went (laughs) to my employer a couple of times and I was like, how could we work this out? And it just wasn't going anywhere. 
And it was just one of those points where it was like, okay, I'm making a fresh break. I'm going to just totally, and I left everything behind. I left clients behind. I left everything. But when they came to me afterwards and they followed me, I was like, oh, I've got, I've got something special here. The vote of confidence. I think, isn't it interesting? It's like in order to make the move that you made, you had to know that before then. But it's like that moment that somebody, that you get the confirmation from the outside that you're like, okay, I was right. Good. You know, that whole time you're like, you know, you know, yeah. Jumping on, jumping on. Yeah. (laughs) congratulations molly i'm i'm excited to see where this goes and um and follow your story and i'm here uh if you ever need anything or or just want somebody who gets it i know i've gotten to places that were so amazing in business um just recently i got all of my reimbursement monies from my build out on the same day so i got my whole thing back and i'm sitting in the parking lot of the bank as i deposited these checks and i'm like this is like one of those master moments yeah, and I didn't have anybody to call. I was like, "Who gets this?" Like, <laughs> so now we call me. What's up? You have that money. I did call you, buddy. You were the one. <laughs> you oh yeah, was it that time? Okay. I was like, I got my money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, that was that's really, really awesome. And like, I mean, I think like for anybody that's here, I mean, obviously both Cassie and I, but everybody who listens in, it's like, I mean, I'm super passionate about business. I mean, this is like, I mean, I've been almost in business for I want to say eight years now. But I mean, even when we first started, I, I mean, it was the same story. Like, you know what? Like I started up and I started an internship and it was supposed to be a three month unpaid internship and it turned into a 12 month unpaid internship. And at that point, it's like, you know what? Like I could be doing this. You know what I mean? Like literally yeah. the same conversation. I like, might make money. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, obviously I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. I'm putting in a ton of hours and you know what? I can do that. You know? But there's a, there's a small percentage of people who do that. You know, I watch staff and, and everybody has their, their strengths, but somebody like you, like you were born to do this and your previous employer, if they're not, you know, if there's no, um, any pains or stresses there from the, from the split, I bet that they would tell you that, like you, you can see the people I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, why won't people work like me? But it's because they branched off and did the thing that they needed to do. And I think, um, you know, some of what we see, some of the problems that we see out there are these lacks, lacking standardizations in the market. And if you know that um, and, and educate your consumer, you don't have to talk negatively about competitors, but you can make your consumer aware that all providers are not created equal. And um, it's not about the products. It's about the provider. Yeah. Um, right. Just like physicians, there's all different types of physicians, all types of nurses and providers, and yeah. And all give the same blood pressure medicine, but it's not about the medicine um, to get the the full value of what you're paying for, or the thing, or the Botox. Exactly. Really, really good. So, I mean, okay, so exciting. So we know, okay, we know about like when you decided to make that decision. Tell us about some of the you know, some of the things that were going through the, your mind, what were some of the challenges that you faced when you just made that clean cut and then you started looking into starting your own business? Um, so I would say two big things, two pervasive like uh, topics that came up that I didn't anticipate when starting my own business was one, how vulnerable you feel like starting your oh. own baby, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I went to an art opening of a friend of mine the other day and she's like, I'm hanging myself up on the wall for people to critique and give me feedback. And that's like opening up my whole self. And it's, 
exactly how I felt when I opened this business. I was like, wow, are they going to like the decor? Are they going to like my massage? You know, or what are the reps going to think? Cause the reps are dealing with your old employee. I, yeah, I get it. Yes. And it was <laughs> and so that, yeah, that confirmation from outside, somebody saying you're, you're awesome. And thank you for doing this. It felt very vulnerable to like open it up. I thought, oh, I'm going to start my own business. And I'm going to care. I'm going to call the shots and it's going to be great. And I'm going to have all this confidence. But in reality, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I do want to be the best. And I don't want anybody to feel any negative vibes in my space. Yeah. Um, and then the other challenge I would say that I didn't anticipate was, um, a lot of men didn't want to help me, um, being a woman. Like I got a lot of like men realtors, uh, saying, well, who's doing your financials? Um, maybe you have your husband call me or, you know, and I'm like, what? (laughs) You know how good it's going to feel when you can parade yourself around as the number one, whatever, um, you'll find you're the number one cool sculpting or the number one Botox or just the number one blonde, whatever, you know, <laughs> parade around because what it'll feel good. It'll feel so good just to outlast their expectations. I remember, um, I opened my first business when I was 21. And so I walked into the, um, the, what do you, uh, the commissioner's office to file for the business license. Yeah. And it was like 75 bucks and I was making the checkout. And he was so condescending. He was like, you know, well, good luck to you. There sure is a lot of competition out there. I hope you have a good plan, little girl. You know, pat me on the head as I walked out. So about six months later, when that place was rocking, I was sure to take him um, a coffee one day and just go and sit down and catch up. Hey, <laughs> this will, it felt so good. And it will feel so good um, to outdo all of those stinky men. Sorry, Louise. Nah, you know. No, girls rule, boys rule. Still. <laughs> yeah, that was shocking to me. I like, it is. I well, there's a jealousy there, and especially if um if you're confident, because you have to remember, like um especially businessmen, many of them have been doing business for 20, 30 years. So to see a young, naive, ignorant in many ways person come in and find success when you know they've been, it's just natural uh, that it's a threat. It's different, and make waves, girl. Yeah. <laughs> make waves that's right i love that that's gonna Skaters be make you famous I, a- I read that on a t-shirt one time was- <laughs> <laughs> okay. molly molly making waves in castle rock colorado that is right <laughs> uh no so um, let me ask you I mean, where's the name of your spa come from curious so i found it on pinterest and it's actually um a native american word that means um the spiritual force that is pe- in everyone that empowers them to make positive changes in their life. And I just really liked that. I liked, I liked Native American culture and so did my father. And it was just kind of- You write at all? A little bit. You should, you should blog that story. I mean, even if it's just raw, just real and raw and hand it to a writer or copywriter, Luis knows those people. Um, But put that out there because that's something that's like, Patients love that. They don't want it to feel clinical and like it's an operation when they walk in. They want it to feel very smooth, beautiful, relaxing, spiritual, uplifting, empowering. Yeah. That's beautiful. You embodied the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, so, well, I mean, going back to kind of like, uh, you know, I talk about this too. It's like, well, you know, your ethos, right? Like, what is it that kind of sets you apart in taking a stance in, you know, yeah. in your certain, your values, your core values in your business, right? 
And so being able to talk about like the meaning behind the business and what you want to bring into existence through your business, mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, what it will help you do is attract some of those same those people that also have those core values that have that same ethos. And because of that, you know, you're, you'll, again, you'll have your best patience because it's somebody yeah. that you can actually relate with at right. that level. Right. That, tell that story, get good at it. Yeah. yeah. Tell that story over and over, like Facebook live, that story. I would mention that in everything you do, like maybe, maybe think about what that, um, that philosophy is and it, it maybe make a short mission statement with it or something, something that's like under 20 words that you can memorize that can just be your mantra that you give, you know, like a, like a slogan or a tagline or something. Yeah. yeah. But I would explain, I would explain that because that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. So, um, you know, you talked about like, I, I want to touch a little bit on like the whole thing about vulnerability. I mean, I think that's such a mm -hmm. big thing. Uh, I know in one of our other episodes, very, one of the very first ones, Dr. Stacy Shropshire, she, she touched mm -hmm. a little bit on that, but yeah. I mean, I, I think it's so true. Like, you know, it's so unexpected when you're coming in as a, as a business owner. And that's the thing too. It's like, I think I was 21 too. And I opened up for 20, yeah, yeah 22. Mm -hmm. I think I had just turned 21. And so I'm, and then the, uh, for me, it was like, oh, we're going to make so much money. It's going to be awesome. And this, this, and that, and everything's going to be yeah. so great. And it wasn't, and it was, it was a lot great. about putting yourself out there yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you know, Cassie, and obviously Cassie and I talk a lot. And one of the things that I, you know, that I've, you know, in, in our conversations that we've talked about that we mentioned is like, you know, I feel like this also goes back down to like ego and like I, one of the, and pride. And yeah. it's like, well, one thing is like, well, you want to have pride in your business, but also in business itself, like you need to put your pride aside. Yeah. Just take it in, man. Like take in the feedback, take it, like be, let yourself be vulnerable so that you can be better, you know? In fact, um, I've, you know, over the years, so I've been in business for myself for 16 years. And the, you know that you get a punch to the gut. When somebody tells you something negative and you have put your heart and soul into what you produce and they have something wrong with it, I mean, it hurts. Yeah. And um, sometimes the, the knee-jerk reaction is defensiveness and to say, no, we, well, I didn't intend that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that customer's always right slogan really, really, really works. And um getting this far along, I can, I can hear negative feedback in a very, in a very objective way. Um, and I actually, every time I get it, I always say thank you. Even if the person's still pissed when they give it, I always say thank you because those negative moments are the moments that I grew the most from and they hurt bad. Um, yeah. but over time it, it becomes more objective. It becomes less feelings because it, I tell the girls, like you go through uh, maybe a hundred different people and then they start kind of repeating in different skin like you hear the same types of stories you, you go through the same types of of issues and rejections and um failures and successes and all of that and so it, it'll start um what's the word it'll start being less the ups will be less up and the downs will be less down yeah buffered a bit over yeah. time yeah that's really really good i mean so i again like when, when I, for everybody that's listening right it's like you're going to encounter this, you know, like it kind of, you don't know it until it just kind of like hits you, you know, and it'll hit you, hit you in like different ways. Like everybody will get hit different ways. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I guess our advice to everybody listening today, it's like, just take it in and try to come out, you know, come, come, come better out of it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I think that's you. And I mean, Molly, I mean, you went through all that stuff. 
now here you are opening up your second location. I'm sure that like you didn't have, well, at least I'm hoping that you didn't have some of those same issues you had <laughs> when you first opened up the first location. Uh, so yeah, I'm crossing my fingers on that one, I hope. <laughs> uh, no, so really, really good. I mean, so some of the challenges. And so I guess just to kind of um, last question that I have for you, we might and we might keep talking about some other things. But, you know, what advice do you have for anyone that is in in that was in your shoes a year ago? You know, like they're in that process where they're getting trained. They are working for with somebody else. But in their heart, they know that they want to have their own business. So, you know, what would you say to anybody or to yourself? What would you say to yourself a year ago? You know, <laughs> I would have, I've got this great post on my Instagram too. And it's like of me with my popped collar and, you know, like in the eighties, everybody popped their collar when they felt good. It was like, I got it. Got to go your collar and know your worth, you know? And I really would um, tell myself back then is know your worth, be authentic and find a great medical director. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's a steal and a half. Cassie's going to go talk to her medical director. <laughs> well, I married mine, so. <laughs> but I think I might pay him more than that. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a that fun conversation. I always am curious because it's that one piece of my business that it's an unknown because I haven't, I haven't had to pay one. Well, that's <laughs> around 1500 <laughs> I have researched it a bit. So I, I really asked that question because I think that, that some of those unknowns become the reasons not to for people. Yeah. And, and that was, if that's they just point. research the answer, they find out, oh, that's not as big a deal as I made it. Yeah. Uh, people don't realize medical directors are for sale. And if you're, if you're passionate and do a good job, then you will find somebody who's easy to work with because they would love somebody easy to work with. Right. Yeah. No, I think that was a really good question because like you said, I mean, that's one of the main things that, you know, actually that brings, I guess that brings up another question. Like, was there... Was there anything like that, like little little things like yeah, that? Yeah, what were the things that, that held you back the longest yeah, that, that you just the longest, couldn't yeah. untether? Hmm. What could, what or what's the thing that comes up the most right now still? I mean, I think that vulnerability is like, that envelops. The vulnerability thing is really big. I mean, but it's good. I think I've gotten my hands around that and that that's why I'm, so such good friends with all my clients, mm -hmm. but I would go like, I would just give advice to new people starting out that your medical director is actually key because mm -hmm. sometimes people will maybe go to somebody who just because they have an MD, they don't have an experience in this, right. in this realm. And so I've really enjoyed going to my medical director and saying, what do you think about this laser? Do you get good results from it? Get clinical feedback. Yes. Some, somebody who's engaged feedback. in the process. And somebody who knows like when things go wrong, like let's say if you, God forbid, ever did get audited or something like that, they know how to handle it. They're, they're calm, cool, collected. They're like, yeah, I've been there, know how to handle it. It's kind of like having an attorney on retainer, yes. you know, like it's yeah. just uh, where you can lay down at night and close your eyes and know that it's taken care of. Yeah. Uh, your license isn't completely on the line with everything you do. You've got, you've got your boxes all checked. Yeah. So I felt like out of the gate, I was interviewing a couple of medical directors, hoping that they would say yes to me. When in fact, I looked back and I went, I am so glad that I chose the right one for me. And I said yes to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's important in everything we do. Like we real we don't realize, um, 
Like you're interviewing people and you're thinking, oh, I got to find this medical director or it all falls apart. Yep. You know, like I, this is the thing that if I don't find it, well, they sense that and, and then it can't go well. Um, so you're right. It's almost like knowing, you, like you said, knowing your worth, walking out there, even though you're scared and right. knowing your worth. Right. Mm-hmm. I love, well, I love really, that. Really, really awesome stuff. Uh, Molly, thanks again for being with us on this episode. I think a lot, I mean, our audience is definitely going to find some really good, good gold nuggets there. Um, I mean, I, I guess the last question talked a lot about, about advice, but is there any last word or piece of advice that you would want to, you know, leave our audience with by any chance? Um, oh gosh. <laughs> You already said a lot of things. <laughs> I know I'm asking for. But I would like to remind myself. I say, but maybe you too, Molly. If it if it settles in, um, the joys in the journey. I, I look back at ten years ago. I was looking at pictures of my children, and I've got one that's graduating, so I'm super sentimental. Mm. But um, I look back, and I remember that I was anxious about something at that time, and I was building businesses. I know, but I don't remember what. It's it's just kind of been a general like you know, holy shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, I see my babies that small. I see my business that small. I see everything that's like, oh my God, that's so cool. So part of me wishes I could go back there and just enjoy it because it's amazing. Right. So as you grow into, and as I grow into whatever the next phase is, I try to just take a deep breath and look around and say, this is really kind of cool. That's like pretty it. fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, something that I've kind of some, I guess, you know, something that I've always said, I guess, is like when people have asked me like, oh, you know, tell us a little bit about like, you know, what's it like building a business and stuff like that. I always say building a business is, is like hard. It's not easy. Right. Um, but you know what? It's never boring. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and it's like having a kid. Life, like you do what you gotta yeah. do. Like, yeah. You know, it shows uh, up, you do it. Yeah. And it's like, and in life, like, that's all I can ask for. Like, I just, I don't want to be bored, you know, like I want to have fun and there's good times, there's bad times, but you know what? It's never boring. Never boring. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so that is awesome. Well, Molly, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you and get advice, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, they can look me up on my website at arendamedspa.com. That's O-R-E-N-D-A medspa. Or I also have an Instagram and a Facebook page at arendamedspa. And um, that would probably be the best way. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, there you heard it. If you want to get in touch with Molly, go ahead and follow her and her journey on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. And if you want to talk to her, then you know, go to website, send her an email. And uh, for, for everybody that's listening today, again, guys, make sure that you join us on our Facebook group. You know, go to Facebook, go to, I mean, type in Metsball Accelerator Podcast, join the group. We'll get you on there. It's a great community for we have people just like you that are starting a business that already have a business and are making a lot of money like Cassie, for example, and Molly. Uh, so um, join us on our group and leave us a review, guys. Let us know how we're doing. If there's somebody else that you want us to bring on board for interviewing or topics that you want us to cover, then please let us know and we'll definitely create an episode on that. Till next time, again, Molly, thank you so much and we'll thank catch you. all of our audience next week. Thank you. Have a great Bye, guys. Bye.